Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash soccer. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Inside Morning Footy, Michelle Jingris alongside Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, and Alexis Guerreros. Jenny Chu joins us later on with the headlines. And before we dive in, we've all been up early watching tons of soccer this morning. But you're in town. Usually when you come in for these shows for a couple days at a time, you stay in the city. Uh, what did you guys get to do yesterday? Because you spent some time together? Yeah. Uh, we went to an Albanian. We discovered an Albanian restaurant okay. here in the city. And it took me 29 years of my life to eat Albanian food. You've probably had have, yeah. Albanian food. There's, so there's this restaurant that was in the Bronx that they moved it to, they put another one in Stanford. It's crazy the Ottoman influence because it's that region of the world. It's, they have the same name but spelled differently for the same food. Like Chufte, for example, it's like Kufte Budik. They have yeah. Budik, right? They have like, like they do in Turkey. Man, Albanian food is awesome. I Phenomenal. Just, yeah, what, yeah what, it's very good. Mediterranean like, oh, vibe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's got that, like, it's a part of, the, like, the Roman Empire as well. Like, influenced a lot of it. A lot of the dairy went there. Yeah. So you get some of, like, yeah. Georgian. You it's get like Greek some and Turkish Greek, as yes. well. Okay. Very yeah. yeah, there was a lot of wars in that area. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of food ended up there. Go as well? Yeah, my cousins went with Charlie. Cousins. And Charlie brought out the anecdotes. It's awesome. I think, you know when you won over my cousins? When my, my cousins are, are like me, Argentine descent. When he goes, oh, when I played against Messi. They're like, what? You played yeah. against Messi? That's, that, like, that, that, that was the hook. Dinner? <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to Nico's cousins who were here at, what, 5.30 this morning? 5.30. 5 this well, morning. The, yeah, yeah, the to, watch, to watch from yeah. behind the scenes. So they're getting a, a real taste of, yeah. of it all. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, great stuff, guys. So as we were just talking about, the Women's World Cup round of 16, almost complete, a Huge game earlier today between Jamaica and Colombia. A historic day. Colombia never advancing to the quarterfinals. They won this game 1-0 over the reggae girls. Just for, before we dive in a little bit deeper, Charlie, initial thoughts when you're watching this game. Uh, it was a, a, a kind of misfiring from Jamaica in the final third. 
because defensively they're so sound. The Swaby sisters, oh my God. Yeah, just they're great. Allison and, and Chantel Swaby just physical, they, they, their timing and their tackle and anticipation, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But when they got into the attacking third, the disconnect between Bunny Shaw and the midfield was just too great. Mm -hmm. And so that was where they, there wasn't enough support in the attacking third. Now on the other side, the flip side, Colombia, they controlled the game. And Usme, the captain, comes up with the big winner. Mm -hmm. She's just so influential in the game. And she reminds me of the old South American style of, of football. It's, it's getting on the ball, controlling it. It's slow, but it's, it's very calculated. The way she basically influences the game with their touches and the changing hmm. the tempo of like play. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. Phenomenal. And so- we, they, You don't have that, that much anymore. In, deserved in winner. Football. Deserved yeah. winner, Colombia. Okay, so I want to dive into that game a little bit deeper just in a few minutes, but just going back to yesterday because we didn't get to chat much about Australia and Denmark. And Australia with really a, a decisive win in that game without Sam Kerr. Well, they do get her back eventually. She, she did come in. But for the most part of that game, they, they did it in big numbers without her. Here's a look at the two goals from that game. Just what did uh, you think of this performance from the Matildas in front of over 75,000 fans? Caitlin Ford had to step up in the absence of Sam Kerr. And she really has been the kind of the person who's, who's looking to make the most in the attacking third. But as a team, they had to figure out how do we have the most impact in the attacking half without Sam Kerr because they were so reliant on her. And it comes down to Tony Gustafsson giving them a game plan, the, the manager for Australia. And right now they are playing with so much confidence and they're getting Sam Kerr back. And she's Is still she gonna not going to be 100%? Be no, because with the calf, you have to slowly build it up. You can't go from zero to 100. And it's good that she has some minutes under her belt, mm -hmm. but still it's not going to be enough to play more than 45 minutes. When you have a calf injury, what... What is that injury prohibiting you from do, doing full on? Is it the it doesn't, it doesn't have the strength to have that explosion when you, when you push off. Because when you, when you do pull it, it takes time to build it back up. And if you, if you go from zero to 100 right away and you go to accelerate too often, it goes really quick. That, so in terms of setbacks, I think that's the injury that gives you the most setbacks because mm. you feel good. You can run normal straight lines, but as soon as you go to push and accelerate and make that diagonal push off the calf, it goes on you. I, I, I know you're not a doctor, and I know we're not supposed to like speculate medically, but from from <laughs> but let's from do a, that anyway. No, no, no but I'm yeah. gonna because I, I don't want it to be interpreted as if like you're Dr. Davies saying how no, well I've Sam had a calf exactly. Pulls. Right. What's the feeling in a tournament where you need to come back? so quickly mm -hmm. where your country needs you and you might force it a bit because maybe if this is club football sam kerr probably wouldn't be playing she would mm -hmm. probably wait to be 100 percent unless it so, was a major knockout tournament like a champions league where maybe she would push it right yeah and but you know the the distance between the the time between rounds are is longer right, right. this is this is reset 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 quickly what is like the ideal percentage that she's fit, or how how do you feel as a player from zero to a hundred percent? How much do you think you can give as a player? Well, with a calf, it's it's tricky because you feel good, and hmm. it's not. You take touches, you can shoot. There, there's nothing really inhibiting you from feeling you can you can't go a hundred percent. But it's that that moment that if your calf doesn't have the right enough stamina in it, the strength that you have to build back up. 
that's when it can go mm -hmm. on you. So you're in your head thinking, can you give 100 here? Can you open up and make this sprint without it going on you? And when it does go on you, it feels like a knife right in the calf. In fact, so, you so, saw there was a moment yesterday where she was standing by herself, sort of backing up as the play is, or the play is coming to her, and she just completely collapses. Yeah. You see the leg completely give out on her. I, I, funny, because she, she was joking around about it afterwards, <laughs> yeah. but she was like, I just collapsed. You could see her mimicking it. She literally was just standing there, and all of a sudden, it's like her leg just had no muscle to it whatsoever. She completely collapsed onto it. So it's got to be a feeling of either they've numbed it a sense so that she can mm -hmm. play without maybe like a significant amount of pain, or just at a moment just said, no, I'm not working right now. Well, the, and that's literally slowly no, backing the, up. The, the problem with the calf injury is you, you can't do Infiltrate, anything. You can't do anything. Yeah. You, you, ha you have to just let it heal. And that's the issue is in doing so, your muscles start to weaken a little bit. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's to the point where it's atrophied, but right. you could tell that maybe the strength isn't quite there. You also have to wonder like what the mental component is of that as well when you don't really know how far you can push it in the moment. But however she comes back, regardless, she is an added impact to this team. An already extremely confident team, as you mentioned, Charlie. I mean, they just seem to be flying right now. Has Australia convinced you that they can do it without some curve? I think so. I mean, I think that yeah. the way that their, their game plan has been drawn up, I'm curious how she kind of slots back in. I'm sure she does and, and will be an impact maker, but they've done a really good job filling that void in the time that you don't, I hate to say you don't notice that she's not there, but they've done so well that you haven't been, oh, well, if they only had Sam Kerr, then, you know, they would be able to get over to the next level. Or, or, and it kind of just makes me think what will be the next level when she is back and feeling, you know, fit and ready to play at her full strength. But um, let's talk a little bit more about Jamaica and Columbia because this Columbia team, it's a young team. Okay, Guzman had that assist on the goal. Incredible. She's 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Linda Caicedo, 18 years old. These girls, they're not playing that way. It's, speaking of confidence, I think Columbia is the team that's had all of the confidence in the world. And going into this game, I, I didn't feel like it was any different. No, and, and shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, th this is the Cinderella right now. Although, if Morocco upset France, because they this, immediately yes, become the Cinderella. Is, yes, yes, absolutely. 100%. But... Uh, Co Colombia is a country that is growing in terms of the, the women's game. You can, you can easily see how they've progressed and the talent level mm -hmm. of these Colombian women, phenomenal. And I wouldn't be surprised if they got by England. Mm -hmm. that, that wouldn't be a well, shock to me. Yeah. They it are a complete team, and that's something I think when we first started talking about this uh, squad, we didn't give too much credit beyond Linda Caicedo because she was you know, a highlight reel every time she stepped on the pitch. But they are, as you could see from the Jamaica game, they are a complete squad. They are a real complete team. I also would not be surprised if they get past Especially with Lauren James being suspended. Huh. That's she, that huge. red card, because Lauren James is the game changer yeah. for England. Yes. Without... Linda Casado for Colombia, they're not the same. Yeah. You take Lauren James out of the English side, they're not the same. So it, it just gives Colombia a, a better chance uh, to, to win if, this if game. If Colombia Absolutely. were to progress to the next round, to the semifinal, it would be the furthest that one of their national teams, men or women at the senior level, has ever gone at a wow. World Cup. Busy show of soccer guys headed our way. Lots of game action to recap as well. We're just getting started on Morning Footy. So I'm a father of what? I gotta find a babysitter. I found Care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your childcare necessities, check out Care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your childcare needs.
All right, let me get to these headlines, Michelle. According to multiple reports, Tottenham has rejected Bayern Munich's latest $128 million bid. Bayern's third bid is closer to Tottenham's valuation, but is still $32 million short of the fee that Spurs are reportedly seeking. Kane is fresh off a four-goal performance on Sunday in preseason action against Shakhtar Donetsk. Tottenham begins their Premier League campaign on Sunday against Brentford. Tottenham isn't the only North London club shooting down bids for their strikers. According to multiple reports, Arsenal have rejected a bid from Monaco for Falaire and Balogun. The French club had a verbal offer turned down initially and have now reportedly had a formally a formal written bid rejected as well. Balogun is coming off a breakout season on loan with French side Rems, scoring 21 league goals. He most recently made his U.S. men's national team debut, helping the Americans win the CONCACAF Nations League final. In North American news, League's Cup rolls on this week with the quarterfinals being set tonight. And if you are wondering how serious Liga MX teams are taking the tournament, you can look to Cruz Azul. Mexico City-based club fired manager Tuco Ferretti after Cruz Azul's round of 32 loss to Charlotte FC in League's Cup. Ferretti took charge in February, but the former Tigres boss paid the price for Cruz Azul's terrible start to the Apertura season. In more transfer news, PSG has signed Portuguese striker Gonzalo Ramos from Benfica in a deal that will wind up costing the French champions up to $88 million. The 22-year-old enjoyed a breakout performance replacing Cristiano Ronaldo in Portugal's starting lineup at last year's World Cup and could help pick up the goal-scoring slack for PSG if Kylian Mbappe leaves. The deal is structured as an initial loan with an obligation to buy Ramos, which allows PSG to push Ramos' fee to next year's books for financial fair play purposes. And PSG has already said goodbye to one superstar this summer in Lionel Messi to MLS, and Mbappe seems destined to move. But the French champions could lose all three of its marquee players, with Neymar reportedly pushing to leave as well. According to multiple reports, the Brazilian star has asked PSG for a transfer, with a return to Barcelona reportedly being Neymar's goal. According to ESPN, Barcelona officials are torn about whether to bring back Neymar, who left the Catalans in a world-record $263 million transfer to PSG in 2017. Charlie, if you're Barcelona, do you bring Neymar back? Apparently, reportedly, Xavi is one of the officials that are unconvinced that he fits the club as, as at its current state. Jenny, they still have to register Ilkay Gundogan, mm-hmm. who signed on a free transfer. They are still in financial ruin. So how can they even think about getting Neymar back to the club when they can't even register Ilkay Gundogan, who signed on a free a month ago? So this club needs to figure out a way to sell players. I know they're trying to get uh, Frank Kessie uh, away to Saudi Arabia. Um, what about loan with obligation to buy? Still the salary. You can't register a player. I feel like Barcelona is like, like one of those in the circus, the people that, that juggle, and then you just throw more, more balls at him and he, and he catches them and he juggles in general. It's just this constant... And Joao Felix is tr- rumored to be trying to go to Barcelona. So I think Barcelona... Are, are in, in a lot of problems right now. They're in rough shape. Do they have any levers left to pull? You know, uh, <laughs> at this point, they've already no, mortgaged no, the future they, of the they, digital it, media. It's, it's not like they're, they, they don't have to pull any more levers because at, at this point they'll lose the club to other, other financial institutions and banks that will probably at this point own Barcelona. I, it's a matter of allocating money. And... There, it's, it, that's the constant struggle of Barcelona at this point. What about PSG from this side? I mean, this is just, it feels like another thing that they've got to try to figure out now. Project gone wrong. It, and it's, it's not a that they don't have the money. Yeah. They have the money. Luis Enrique, a new manager, so yeah. he naturally wants to bring in players who want to play, that he wants to build this club around. And so Neymar didn't work out. 
And mm-hmm. there's a lot of, of speculation I, that he hadn't, hasn't been the best teammate, the best mm. player for the club. The fans, they, they have been kind yeah, of... they showed up at his house. Yes, they've like been wanting a, a new... The relationship didn't work mm-hmm. out. No, so you squad. don't need Neymar to win Champions League because you didn't win it with him. So right. I'm, I'm in agreement that you kind of cut bait and you move on and you create a new project. I wonder how difficult it is to manage a situation with not only your players and your squad and your staff and your vision, but also with what you want to put out there on the field when... Mbappe could play, he could not play. Yeah, and Neymar could I mean. play, he could not exactly. play. It's the, your it's two so many most parts. talented players. They and, have to, and no, you're they a have away. to sell Mbappe. Like, they have to sell Mbappe. They've already said, you're not leaving this club for free. They have to take something in. So right now, all the other clubs who are circling, they know that they have to get rid of him. They have to bring in some sort of, of revenue right. for Mbappe. So they're waiting because they're saying, we'll play chicken with you all day. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's chess, and they have no leverage. They don't have any of the pieces. Zero leverage. The only, the only thing they can do is convince Mbappe to sign an extension, which he already said no, and he will not do. He's already told them leaving. In contrast to that, they've had a pretty good transfer window. They've brought, they've brought in new strikers. Uh, they brought in... Canindy, Gonzalo Ramos. Yeah, Lee. Uh, Lee is obviously in a great... has a friendship with uh, Neymar, so maybe there's a chance Neymar can stay because uh, this is new information that he wants to leave. They, they've built a pretty strong team that, that I know for sure can compete in league. I, I have it's, faith it's in the Champions League. I, I think to, to the general soccer world, he lost a little bit of stock at the at the World Cup. But I mm-hmm. think he's a he, he's a very talented manager. He has the capacity to lead a club with with big names, with big stars. Yeah, it is, but it is an added challenge to kind of try to balance this dynamic until they figure out what it is that they're putting out on the field no, for, no, for this no season. No one's been able to do it at PSG. Right. To, to manage all these stars, this mm-hmm. conglomeration of talent from seemingly everywhere, mm-hmm. the closest they got was with with PSG, with Tuchel in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And that's the closest they got. And it's either, it's Champions League or bust every single time. It, it's, a, it's a tall task because I, in not that many leagues in the world do you, does the league itself lose that much importance in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things? Always in the Prem, yeah, you, the Prem and the Champions League. La, if you win La Liga, it's a great season, even though Barcelona or Real Madrid uh, or doesn't win the Champions League. But for some reason in, in France, it has dropped sta- its status. And for PSG, just because they're so far beyond the quality of their league, mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's Champions League or bust. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot to ask. High expectations. Very high expectations. Yeah. Uh, we do have a score update to get to. France with a 2-0 lead over Ooh. Morocco right now. We're just about 22 minutes into that game. Uh, so a big statement from the French right from the start there. So we'll keep you updated on that as the game progresses as well. And when we come back, we've got a League's Cup recap to get to as well. Some big games to look back on. And uh, we'll see who's facing Inter-Miami next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. 47 to the final 16. High and wide now, looking for Ajiman. Ajiman, can he finish? Oh, what a goal! An absolute disaster for Houston! And there is the full-time whistle. Charlotte, hang on. Scores into the bottom corner. This to keep the revolution in League's Cup. It's Hawks. It's saved. The White Roosters upstage the revolution. This extraordinary Barretero story continues. League's Cup rolls on. Here's a look at the results from the most recent matches. Querétaro with a win on penalties over the New England Revolution. Charlotte FC with a 2-1 win over Houston. The Philadelphia... Oh, he's almost just called them the Philadelphia Red Bulls. The Philadelphia <laughs> Union and the New York Red Bulls postponed to tonight because uh, Philadelphia was under a tornado warning last night. So that game will take place tonight. But let's get to the highlights. Let's begin with those New England and Carretero highlights. Uh, Charlie, take it away. Went to penalties this one. It did, and Carretero scored first, and then it was a great goal to get back into it. But what then penalty it? kicks, and then Nacho Heel, the brother of, of Carlos, misses. And then it was... Again, Carretero coming through with the pens. They were just so solid. Ian Harks right here, unfortunately. Tapia was on point with his penalty saves, and the game is over right there. No magic tricks needed. <laughs> Esmir Barak-Terovic came in as a substitute for the New England Revolution and scored a phenomenal goal for the youngster to get that. It's, it's great for his confidence, but... The Revs weren't good enough without Carlos Hill in the lineup. And then Charlotte, down a goal for the most of this game. Houston were the better side until mm-hmm. the 80th minute. Wow. Ajiman, look at this. Patrick Ajiman. You don't let it bounce. You don't let that ball bounce if you're a center back. Just the strength. It's an and look at this. The, oh, this oh. is just. What great technique. Oh, my God. <laughs> really unfortunate. It's a heartbreak that's for awful. Houston. And it's like you're 10 minutes away from mm-hmm. playing against Messi, and that's the way you go out. We're talking not one minute later, mm-hmm. an own goal like that. Yeah, 
tough. That's that's the worst own goal of the league. It's couple insane weeks how much the, bad own goals. Yeah, There's been a lot of own goals in this competition. Yeah, but the, how the complexion just changes completely. And as you mentioned, two goals in I think it was a mi- one minute time span. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's wild. I can't even imagine like the the range of emotions that they were feeling. Let's go back though and just look at that New England Revolution game because they mm-hmm. were without Carlos Heel for the Rebs. Do you feel like they kind of felt their injuries in this game more? I do. No Gustavo Bo and Carlos Heel, and those are are two. All-stars. I mean, MVP candidate, Carlos Hill. It, without those two to control the tempo and find the openings in the attacking third, it's, it's difficult. And you also miss Brandon Bayer with the ACL. So he does his ACL, which means Dewan Jones moved from the left back to the right back, and Spalt, Ryan Spalding comes in as a left back. And in that first goal, he drops off too far, which then the cross comes in. And Petrovic is off his line, caught in no man's land, and next thing you know, they're down a goal after, you know, really not giving up too much to Queretaro. Uh, Queretaro. And so then the Revs try and make some substitutions, get back in it. They throw in some youngsters. They change the game. Esmer Bayraktarevic, who has a lot of potential for a youngster, very good on the dribble, has a, a ball into his feet from Polster, mm-hmm. one touch, smacks it. And you thought, okay, this, the Revs started putting a lot of pressure on Queretaro but not enough, and, and Penn's Chuck Tapia comes up big. What's the timeline for Carlos Hill? Do we know? I, I don't think it's a, it's a big injury. Okay. He obviously sustained it against Atlas. The defender just absolutely crushes him off the ball when he tries to run by. And he, he took a picture and showed the bruise of his knee. I saw that he put it on Instagram. Nasty one. It, it was a, a... Only a yellow card he, yeah, he put. It was a, a, obviously a rough tackle off the ball to try and injure Carlos as he's trying to run, run by. Mm-hmm. But when he's in the lineup and he'll have time to get back into the team for, for the regular season run for the Revs, they're, two positives di- they're a different for the, side. Two positives for the Revs, though. Uh, Dewan Jones looked, still was influential, even though he switched mm-hmm. sides. Also, Petrovic is back. That's great. Yeah, because Petrovic was trying to protest. I want to leave. He wants to go to Europe. Yeah. Nottingham Forest was interested. Mm-hmm. And, and looks like Matt Turner, he cleared his medical. Called the club he and said, he said, lock it down. Yeah. <laughs> called his, he called his former club. He said, we don't, we're not doing this. <laughs> Your boy's a starter. So, yeah. And then Richie Williams, who's now the interim head coach with, mm-hmm. with Bruce Arena, uh, away from the team under investigation. This was, you know, one of those moments where now he has to get this team going to bounce back uh, for the regular season. So for Charlotte and Houston, just looking ahead to now, Charlotte will face Inter-Miami. What do you think when you look at these two teams and how they might match up with one another? Does Charlotte defensively have enough to kind of stifle Miami's attack? Kalina, the keeper for Charlotte, is going to have to be massive. Because mm. Charlotte, they're, they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. But they have Svidersky, who can score goals out of nowhere. He's capable of that. But in the midfield, Miami are going to dictate this game. And so Charlotte... Like this game against Houston, Houston's midfield are, are, are very talented, one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Charlotte just played the long game. Tough, resilient defensively, Kalina making some big saves. But when you keep it close, that's what Charlotte can do. They can break you down in those moments in transition or Svidesky off a set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a difficult game, but Inter-Miami, I think, are going to be the favorites. It's, yeah, it's, Mi- it's in it's Miami. 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 Right? Miami. Yeah. There are a lot of teams in the league that are going to have to adjust to Inter-Miami. There are a handful that, that, play, that are very confident and have their identity and they have this imposing style of soccer that I, I think will do well for like this mm-hmm. open game with Miami. But 
for the likes of the Charlotte FCs of the world, they're going to have to adjust to to Miami because the way that Tata Martino has molded this team mm -hmm. that likes to dictate. Dallas did a great job the other day, actually. They stayed in the game. They they, they also raised their level. Mm -hmm. Their midfield was good. If they were a little bit more clinical, Dallas would have won the game the mm -hmm. other day. But it's patience. It's waiting for the right moment. I, I think about those Barcelona games back in the day when they were so dominant. It was like you knew what opposition was going to do. And be Ashley patient. Westwood's going to have to be patient in front of the back four mm -hmm. and, and look to spring uh, the Charlotte players into the attack because mm. it's, it's, it's going to be a difficult game for Charlotte. Yeah, a tall task for them, certainly, when they head to Miami. Um, okay, when we come back, Felipe Cardenas is going to join us. We've got more Leagues Cup to chat. I'm uh, going to look back at a couple of games that just took place, look ahead as well to that Inter-Miami-Charlotte game and chat a little bit about the Liga Emeki teams that are in this tournament as well. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now we must bring in Felipe Cardenas because it has been an MLS Heavy Leagues Cup knockout round. So, Felipe, thanks so much for joining us. I always get – got to turn around here to face you. Uh, so there's eight MLS teams left and five Liga Emeki teams left. Uh, why do you think so many MLS sides have been advancing this far in the tournament? Well, first of all, math – you know, there's just more teams. There's more MLS teams. Uh, and, and I think the tournament was, was going to be set up that way anyway, right? Like that, that's been part of the, uh, the ongoing narrative both here in the United States and in Mexico. It's the, a tournament that's played in the United States. It's going to favor those, those home sides. And, and you're seeing those teams go through. But in the end, Liga Amekis, uh, you know, the big clubs are through. The big clubs are still here. Uh, Club America, Tigres, Monterrey. Uh, you mentioned Querétaro, they're the big, big surprise in my opinion, and then Toluca as well. That's a, it's a dangerous team that that is scoring goals. They they've got a good goalkeeper that that takes their penalties. They've got a lot of personality, and, and so that that's a dangerous squad as well. But I, I think right now, and I'll say this quickly, you know, Leagues Cup has become very divisive in Mexico. Like that's just the bottom line. There there are people that think that this tournament has become a waste of time for the Liga MX teams that they should be playing their league schedule, uh, that it's it's tilted towards MLS's favor, that it's that it's rigged for Messi and Inter Miami to get to the final. Uh, you've got players being injured on turf, uh, some some important players on, on these Mexican teams that were injured on playing on turf. That has caused a lot of controversy in Mexico as well. And they just want to see an even playing field. And so, of course, we've had this discussion on the show before. You know, will Lee's Cup ever go cross border and play games in Mexico? Mm -hmm. Likely not if, if, the, if the money is here. But that's certainly the narrative right now in Mexico. Is this really a tournament that's set up to benefit Liga MX clubs? Felipe, off that, we have a massive game against two Liga MX giants, Monterrey Tigres. What can we expect from that game? 
Yeah, spice, you know, picante. I think this is going to be a game where, like, you know, there's 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 some re there's revenge here. You know, this is a Clásico, right? The Clásico Regio. This is one of those uh, all-time, you know, traditional rivalries in Mexico and in North America. And you remember, I, I felt like it was just yesterday that I was on Morning Footy talking about the League MX playoffs and, and, this, and these teams meeting each other again. Uh, Tigres going through and eventually, you know, against... I guess not all odds, but against the script, Tigres winning the Liga MX championship and, and eliminating Monterrey. So I think Monterrey has a lot to play for here. Uh, both sides, you know, it's it's really difficult to choose which is the stronger side. You know, I, I would say perhaps Monterrey playing under the radar very confidently. Tigres, it's very hard for them to play under the radar when they have a goalkeeper hmm. like Nahuel Guzman. Uh, he's putting on a show. He's doing. He's miming. He's 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 doing magic tricks. <laughs> Prop tricks. Uh, and, yeah, and 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 they're winning games as well. So so I, this is a game. This is this is a game where you're going to see. I think. Uh, not only just the top personalities in Liga Emekis, you're going to see, you should see good football. You're going to, there's going to be a lot of stakes in this game. There's juice in this game. Uh, coaches that want to win it. And this is this is not the type of game where you're going to be thinking, do Liga Emekis teams really care? These teams want to get through. I actually want to ask, because look, in the last 39 games, Tigres have won 14, Monterrey have won the last, uh, have won 12, and they've drawn 13 times. So it's a pretty even rivalry. But now they're playing this rivalry outside of where they typically play it at home in Houston. Uh, look, massive Mexican population in Houston. It's close to the border, potentially. There's people that can come, fans that can make their way. But do you think it'll be, have the same feeling, not playing it at home? This feels like probably the first match in this competition where I'm like, it's a shame that they're not playing this in Mexico. Yeah, it's also, I think, one of the first matches, if not the first match, where the concept of League's Cup should come about. We should see a proof of concept tonight in that game in Houston, where this was the whole idea. Bring League MX teams to play against each other in, in the United States and let, let the fans show up. Obviously, we know League MX still... Uh, the top league, the most viewed league in in the United States. You you see it when when they when their teams travel around and play MLS sides, or if they play friendlies in the U.S., that the fans show up. And the attendance in Leagues Cup hasn't been spectacular. It wasn't what was what we were sold on, where there were going to be sold out stadiums and all the Mexican league fans were, were going to be there. But this is the opportunity. This is what I think the, the MLS and 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 Soccer United marketing and Liga MX. They're going to be watching this game closely because it's in Houston, like you mentioned, and it's two very well supported sides and two top sides. So if this isn't a well attended match, you know, that's another story moving forward. Like, how can we fix that if, oh. if you're MLS and Liga Mekis? But but surely, you know, in Houston, like you mentioned, the last time Mexico played in Houston recently, it was a complete sellout. It was a it was a rabid game for them. Uh, can 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 Tigres and Monterrey pull that off? You know, we'll see. But that that's the whole idea of getting these two teams to to this position and playing in Houston specifically. Bibi, two quick things before my actual question. First, congratulations <laughs> on Colombia making the next round of the World Cup. Yay! Yay! Put that on under the shirt so it doesn't look like your skin, dude. <laughs> I thought you shaved your chest. <laughs> Via Colombia. Um, so congrats. Second of all, you took Maradona out of the like the direct background. It, it, it looks it looks nice on the wall, though. Gotta admit it. I like him. I like him here. I like him here. He's sort of like I said, shoulder. creeping on me a little bit. And, <laughs> and, and you know, your parent, my parents were in town recently. Not to go off on a tangent, but you know when your parents tell you something and it just like sticks with you. My dad's like. 
He's he's distracting me, man. You got to move Diego. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Nice. I like it. I like it though. Um, so in back to the seriousness of this uh, competition, how much are you buying or not buying that this is a tournament where MLS has been better because you look at the heavy hitters in Liga MX, they're still in it. America, Monterrey, Tigres, with a strong possibility to win it because I, I see these Mexican teams like the ones I mentioned as if like a strong MLS team with no DP rules. Once those DP laws are, are lifted, if they're ever lifted, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see the day, maybe we're close. Uh, like that, a, a team that can bring quality from several parts of the world and, and, and be a strong, not only team in that country, but in the rest of the Americas. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this inaugural Leagues Cup, this novel idea, you know, this is a, a, a different iteration of, of other ideas. There's been other Leagues Cups that have, have, have existed, but this is the first one where it's all against all. I don't think in the first go round we can say, hey, this is it. The gap is closing because, you know, Charlotte beats Querétaro or something like that. You know, I, I, I still think the, that that discussion happens in, in the next tournament, in the CONCACAF Champions League or the CONCACAF uh, I forget. They, they, there's a new name. They rebranded that. They always rebrand that tournament. But uh, that, that's where we see. That's where the discussion is going to be made. And to, to your point, the divisiveness of Leagues Cup in Mexico is that so many pundits are saying are trying to push that that argument away. This is not the tournament where we measure ourselves against MLS. And MLS certainly saying this is a tournament where we can measure ourselves against Liga MX. So I think there's a little bit of both. You know, the the the, the heavy hitters are still in this tournament from the Liga MX side. And that's what one of one pundit said yesterday. He said, here are the Liga MX giants coming to this tournament and 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 laying down the law when 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 the when the game when the gameplay hasn't been that great that was another argument that I saw last night and so obviously referring to Club America Tigres and Monterrey uh, but but that's that's where we are I, I still think we need this this tournament needs to evolve in order for us to really know if, if the gap is closing if the competitiveness is is more even I think what we do know and I've said this before middle table Liga MX sides and bottom table Liga MX sides you know those teams aren't competing. Uh, every single match against MLS side, the, the top MLS teams have jumped those those sides in in, in Mexico, but the top the top giants to your to your point, you mentioned Club hmm. America Tigres, who just have millions of dollars to spend, no no rules, no salary caps. It's still tough to catch them, and, and that's where MLS yep. needs to needs to focus. So maybe it is important that MLS is still looking at this this tournament as kind of a measuring stick, and mm -hmm. and maybe it, at this point. It doesn't exactly matter how Liga MX teams are looking at it because right now for MLS, this is how they can kind of gauge where they stand and, and how they fare against some of the top teams mm. in Liga MX. Potentially maybe an Inter-Miami if they were able to get to a final Absolutely. versus a Tigres-Monterrey. I mean, talk about... That's the dream matchup. Yeah. That's the dream like matchup. Club America versus Inter-Miami with Messi on it. That would be amazing. Amazing. I mean, <laughs> that, if nothing... That, oh, my that, God. That, that's Go what I think what... what, what uh, what Alexis is saying, that that's it. That's the dream matchup right yep. now. I mean, this has mm -hmm. become a messy, the, the messy Leagues Cup, no doubt about it. I mean, honestly, no disrespect to the other teams that are playing and are playing hard and trying to advance. 
But when when Messi plays, we're all watching. Like we want to see what happens. You almost forget that it's League's Cup. It's just Messi's on the field playing for an MLS side and putting on a show. But you realize that this team is still winning in Miami. They're advancing. They could get to a final. They could host a final potentially. And imagine if they were to host a final against a big, big club like Club America or Tigres or Monterrey. I mean, that's that's the dream matchup for League's Cup. But still still a long way to go. These teams are going to start eliminating each other. But clearly, the you know, Nico said it as well, that the prospect of trying to of, of matching up against Messi and Inter Miami, that's what everyone's mm-hmm. looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Felipe, thanks so much for joining us today. Congrats again to Colombia. Okay, so we have Serginio Dest chatting with Jenny Chu. That's when we return on Morning Footy. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 